talking music, building businesses, and the grit in the journey. We're Scriz and Adam, and welcome to The Rise. And we are back. It is Scriz and Adam. I'm very happy to be here on this uh, snowy New Jersey day, one of my last snowy New Jersey days with episode 20. Adam, talk to me. Where are you? What is going on? So I just got back to New York a couple of days ago. I'm, I'm hanging out with my mom for the next two weeks before I head overseas. I was in Austin for about two weeks. And man, you you mentioned the snow. It's my first time seeing snow in a while. And I, I man, I've gotten soft with with, uh, with all my travels. I, I like to stay away from the, the snow. I don't think it's this travels. Is, it's like Hawaii makes you soft. Nothing against Hawaii. It's just, it's so good. It's like when you come to anywhere in the Northeast, it's like, damn, this is a... Yeah, no, it's, it's tough to even it's tough to even leave the house right now. So uh, yeah, dealing with the snow for a little bit, but it's okay. It'll it'll build some strength in me. So yeah. I, I need it. Getting your tolerance back up. You're you're, you're a New Yorker. You're New Yorker. Tall, like your New Yorkers kind of building back up. And yeah, yep. yeah. the accent's coming back. Everything. Uh, I forget where uh, overseas. Where are you going again? So uh, I'll go to Paris for April, Italy for May, and then looks like Montenegro June, July, and then back to Italy for a few months. That's the tentative plan. Nice, nice, nice. I have a really funny get- story actually I want to tell because I think it's funny. It's kind of offensive, but that's why we have a podcast. Um, a really good friend of mine who I love, I'm not going to say his name, great guy. He's like, hey, um, you put together a show in Paris. He's from Paris. And uh, I'm like, okay, I mean, I can do it. Like, um, And I was to kind of do some research and I was like, um, Paris isn't really one of my top cities, so it probably won't do very well. And he's like, hey, like we can do it anyway. We'll make it work. We'll kind of build there. Um, just, you know, rule of thumb and playing cities in general is you play there over and over again, you get more popular as you get more successful. Like London went from a top 50 city to a top 15 city. So it's like a building kind of philosophy where he asked me to send over some, a press kit and some stuff that you send promoters and venues and stuff. Um, and in it, I think I mentioned Kanye West as an influence or something. And he's, he, he gets back to me and he's like, Hey, that's just not going to fly in Paris. Can you get me the press kit without the Kanye West part? And then I talked to like my team of people who assembled it. They're like, yeah, like we hired someone off Upwork to make that. And it's like in a PDF file. So it's kind of a massive pain in the ass to remove the Kanye West thing. And I was like, you know what? I love Leo, my friend who set it up, but uh, yeah, if Paris has a problem with Kanye West, <laughs> that bad being like maybe it's a liability for me to be there in the first place. So Paris, I look forward to the day I do play there, but for now, going to be on the back burner well i'll uh i'll spend april warming people up to you i'll make sure i play your music out yes. there not tell them it's grizzly adams they'll start loving the music though and then this way by the summertime you'll be welcome back in paris i love it that's the plan we'll have a new epk that won't mention Kanye west then but okay cool paris we'll all see you then it sounds good um talk to me episode 20 what's on your mind so i was talking about this with my uh my business partner this past week when we were in austin and like we've talked about this in the past right the whole thing about patience and things take time we all know that you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. We can go on and on with all that stuff. But the, the thought I had was like, I'm 31 right now. I think you're 31 too, 31 right? As well. yes. Yeah. So I spent the better part of pretty much my entire twenties getting my ass kicked with my, my business and, and everything that I was doing. And we all know that life has their, their highs and their lows, but you got to go through the lows of the journey to get to where we all want to go. But I, I, I was thinking about how I got my ass kicked for the twenty for my twenties. I had failures in my twenties. I made every mistake you can make, and and so on and so forth. So that right now, as a thirty-one year old, I can experience for the first time in my tr- my first true time in my business life, the light at the end of the tunnel. Where whoa, things are going really well right now, and it's just the beginning. But throughout the majority of my twenties, it was like, damn, is this ever going to end? 
is that light at the end of the tunnel that everybody talks about actually coming? And obviously the topic of the podcast is the rise. I talk about it, my life being an entrepreneur, your life being a, a musician, an artist, a producer. So I thought, hey, why don't we talk about your journey and the rise when it comes to patience and uh, in my, my version of that as well. So patience is the topic of this episode and I'm going to throw the ball to you. What's the first thing you think about? Yeah, when you hear I mean, that? The first thing that you're saying right now is like, well, first off, this is the rise. So it's like, this isn't a, while there are moments in, in, in business and anything where there's like you cross a threshold and then you see a certain amount of success. But for me, I'm a, if you don't know this, I'm obsessed with proportions. I'm like this deep believer that everything can be turned into a over B equals X over Y. Like everything can be turned into that. And like kind of what you're you're saying to me is like, well, again, this is the rise. It, it's a spectrum. And it's like, what what you're really saying is, bear with me for a second. Like at 22, you put in a hundred hours and you get $1 back. And then at 31, you put in a hundred dollars and you get $10,000 back. And it's more about the, I, I don't want to use money and hours as a thing. It's just, that's subjective, but it's more about the proportion of payoff to what you're putting in. And like, I, I, my thing is like, at what, well, I want to throw the ball back at you. Like at what age, and I can, I can pinpoint it what age for me is like, at what age did the effort start the, the payback? And I don't necessarily mean monetarily, the rewards start becoming proportionate to the output became proportionate to the input. At what age did that start happening? Cause I really believe it is an exponential curve. And again, with the rise, we might be looking back at this episode five years from now and be like, man, the payoff was terrible back then. The payoff is so much better now. So again, it is, it is a spectrum. Um, but I'm curious, at what point did it start evening out as a proportion? I started to see hints of success when I started doing real estate. So when I sold the company, I moved out to Hawaii. I was literally living on my dad's couch. So even though I sold the company, it was not some wild, successful, glamorous exit. Like it was, holy shit, I'm just getting by. I'm basically still living on my credit card until the acquisition fully went through. And I started to build myself up Great. again. Yeah. But I, I had in real estate, it's when I started to make money for the first real time. Um, but then as I started this company I have now, it was like the first year, barely taking anything as we built. So really it's now being 31 years old. And now when I'm able to, you know, pay myself and that, that equals freedom. But for me, it's, I have a successful business right now to an extent. It's not successful for some, of course, successful for others, but it's really now at 31 where, okay, we're in a good spot right now. I'm able to travel the world, live freely and this is just the beginning of what could be possible. So truthfully, it's 31 years old for the first time. I'm like, all right, I see what's possible. And now it's starting to get fun. And I think you're the most, and I, I'm realizing this about you for the first time ever, because I don't know all the details always, but it's like, it's like, no, you, you got over one hump, but you had to start all over again. And, and like, maybe that proportion um, transformation happened faster the second time around, but it's like, you still have to go back to ground zero every time. And it's like, I think the, the analogy for someone like me is like, yes, I've like, I've built this infrastructure that guarantees a certain amount of, I hate to say streams or sales or whatever, but it's like, no, like not every record is going to do very well. It's, it really is a, a, a portfolio of, of effort being put in. It's more about like, well, if I put 20 in statistically two we're going to carry all the weight or, or, or something like that, you know? Well, that's the, that's the most interesting piece to me. It's the confidence where it's knowing, even if let's say you put out a song next week and it's not yeah. a hit, it's not sure. where you want it to go. Maybe the old you would have been like, oh man, 
I just don't think this is going to happen again, or maybe my next one is going to struggle, or do I still have what it takes, or whatever that is. Where now you're like, hey, that wasn't a hit for whatever reason. I got to do X, Y, and Z, get back to the drawing board. And odds are, if you keep doing the math equation, you're going to start spitting out the right answer and the right solution. So that's how I see it now, where even when I was building this business, I even when I wasn't getting the financial rewards from it, I knew if I keep doing X, Y, and Z, it will come. And now that it's starting to come, it's all right, how do I continue to do this, but exponentially do it more so that I can get better results back? Totally. And I, I think that, I think with age and with even the littlest of success, it's, it's, um, it's the same thing as like an investor, like a VC, like you're investing in people, you know, I mean, you're investing in an idea, you're investing in infrastructure, but you're investing in people. And ultimately as me, it's like, bro, if I'm putting in like ridiculous amount of hours, I have to believe in myself. And that's, that's really what it comes down to, uh, kind of back to the original topic you were talking about. And I think, um, when you first mentioned this, this kind of hit me was like, um, and I don't think I believed in myself. It was like, I wanted to, again, you always want to work hard and you always want to work smart, but sometimes you have to just have faith. And that's, that's the hard, I would think we were talking about that earlier. That really is the hardest part. Whenever I left Atlantic records and I didn't have any vehicle to get my music out there, I didn't know what the vehicle was. And then anyone I was approaching about getting it out there to promote it would, um, absolutely turned me down. I, I mean, and then, uh, uh, my lawyer who I work with Charlie, shout out Charlie, what's up. Um, he, he was kind of the one who said, you know, you got to just put the music out. It's 2017. You got to just put it out and do it over and over. And that's obviously a very, uh, a very obvious statement now because everyone does that. And it's like, that's just like, that's what the biggest artists on earth and the smallest artists, artists on earth do. But, you know, he kind of said, just put it out and just do it over and over again. We put out redemption anyway, in the Atlantic city EP. And then, before you know it, like what was, you know, a thousand streams was a hundred thousand was, it, you know, it's just, it, um, it happens because I believed in myself and it was believed in the process. And it was, I mean, another one that what's that meme. You ever see that meme where it's like, there's, um, it's a mine and at the end is a bunch of jewels, mm-hmm. but they're detached. There's one guy, he's chipping away and he's like, all it is is one hit and he hits the mine. Other guy turned around. You know what I mean? And that's kind of really, that, that meme sums up the whole podcast. Dude, I am not BSing you when you say this. Before you went on that, what I was going to say is like, one of the things I always talk about is chip, chip, chipping away. Like yes. you're chipping away at it. Yes. And that's exactly the vision I had in my head. It's like, and I know we've talked, I think we've talked about this on a previous sure. episode. Um, oh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. You know, he's just chip, 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 chipping away, gets the tunnel, he escapes. It's just a little bit every day. But the problem is, is most people don't keep chipping and they stop right before where all you needed was one more hit, one more hit. And that's where the gold was. But most of us, we stop before we get there because we just give up and we say, hey, this is too hard, taking too long, or maybe this isn't the right path. But if you just keep on chipping and it's not like you just like, look, if you play baseball every single day, Mm -hmm. but you don't change and make the improvements you need to make. You're never going to get base better at it. It's oh, like learning, like, like right now I'm learning Italian. If I just, yeah, I mean, I, I part of it is because I'm, I've always been so bad at learning another language Amazing. where it's like a challenge to me to see if I can actually learn this and do this. Perfect. But like, if you don't practice Italian in the right way every day, you're not going to ever learn it and you won't get good at it. But if you, if you learn how to practice properly and you continue practicing properly, you inevitably will get better at it. Of course, of course. Um, kind of back to the chipping away thing. Another thing that kind of came to mind for me and like, this is like a big message to any artists out there. I, I mean, this definitely applies to musicians and I'm sure it applies to a lot of other businesses now because of like the internet. It's like, um, 
the beautiful thing about music that I don't think we had it until maybe 2014 or the streaming era is, is, is your, your infrastructure builds and it expands and it keeps expanding. And it's like, I put out a record and let's say 30,000 people got notified. You know what I mean? It's like, if I can keep putting out good music, that 30,000 will turn into 300,000. And it's like, we're in a really good place where it's like the more you chip away, it really, really does pay off. I mean, obviously things do fade away, but, um, uh, Morgan Wallen put out a new album and it broke a ton of records. And I think that's really a testament. It, it was the first person ever to have 36 singles, um, go on the hot 100 simultaneously. But that was a testament that he built. I don't even want to say infrastructure, fuck the word infrastructure. It's a business term. He built the audience that was ready and waiting for him. So when he was like, again, just like Shawshank Redemption, he chipped away a little bit. And then one day he just got away. And I think like, what Morgan Wallen did with, I forget the name of the new album, but the new 36 track album, like, he built up this massive audience. Everyone was ready. And again, like all these, I don't know how much he really did to promote it. Like people were just waiting and ready. He wasn't going crazy on TikTok. He wasn't doing anything on social media. There wasn't whatever. Everyone was just ready and waiting. And when he put out all those songs, they all charted. And I think that's like, that's the, really the most inspirational thing. And like, again, I have no idea about Morgan Wallen's story. I totally respect the guy, but uh, the team definitely built that up. You know what I mean? And I think whenever they released their first single, I think he has an EP that came out years ago that just flopped. They were figuring everything out um, that they would be able to have such a input output proportionate payoff like that. That's insane thinking about it. So it really is a good time for that. I, I truly believe it. Yeah, it's, a, it's endurance. Like I, what I've learned more than anything is, uh, like life is an endurance sport. Business is an endurance really sport. Good. Music, the music industry is an endurance sport. No matter what you're doing, anyone who's listening to this, whatever you want in life really is just an endurance sport. And how much of an appetite do you have? How much can your stomach actually hold to get through the humps and the challenges and the pain to get you there? Because no matter what, if you want to find an amazing husband or wife, or you want to become a, a best-selling artist, you want to create a successful business, you want to be the best mother, father, whatever it is, like you got to work to get there. Work takes time, work takes challenges, work is not easy to get there, but it really is an endurance sport. I think the, the, it's mental endurance. I feel like mental endurance really is the big thing people, people don't talk about because it's like, I know when I was starting to get my footing in music, not as a singer, more as a producer, I'd work with other artists and I do stuff and I feel like people would work really, really, really hard for these moments. Let's say it was like the release day or a big show or something. And then they would stop. And I'm like, and that was when I, I had a much younger age realized like, Oh, like why? Like, no, no, that like, that's day one. That was the preface. Everything you were working was the preface to day one. Like they were just so worn out and so emotionally, they were just stressed. People get like, a very, like any, it's just very stressful. People get stressed. And then when day one comes, they think it's day 100. And it's like, no, that's actually, they want and yeah so I, I see this a lot in the business world i'm curious in, in the music industry i'm sure it's similar but in, in the business world like you'll see people that start a business and they're super jazzed up about it you know they'll post on instagram or linkedin or tiktok or whatever it is they're all excited and it, you know it's going they're posting 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 excited it starts to slowly die down slowly die down then all of a sudden you stop right. hearing about it and then you find out they have a job at liberty mutual and shout out to liberty mutual shout out to liberty mutual you want to sponsor? We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Um, is that kind of how it is in the music industry? Like people are oh, really yeah, excited totally. about it. I mean, totally. I mean, and what that's where people time? are starting out. And again, like I was just on the phone with someone earlier and it's like, yo, like 
like I was explaining to a friend real quick, I'm like, the curators want to hear from the people who are selling, you know, millions of records because there's so much bullshit to sift through to find the people that are actually doing it. It's like, it, I forget, like 95% of all the artists on Spotify don't have 5,000 streams. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so much bullshit. And I think there's so many of them because they can't get over the hump. And I have so much respect for people trying to. It's It's the hardest fucking thing on earth. But it is like, you know, you're like, going hard on socials, going hard on everything, doing everything. And it's like, I lived it. I dropped an EP in 2014 and nothing happened until 2018. Uh, I mean, things were happening. I mean, I was recognizing traction and fandom and things like that, but in terms of like the ability to pay rent, wasn't mm -hmm. even in the ballpark. For How long do you see, like, is it, Let's say someone getting excited and posting on Instagram for the first time. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm here's my new song I'm putting out there. How long is it typically until you stop hearing from them or they stop pursuing? Is it like I three months, a year, three years? Like, what's that time frame usually? I wouldn't say in terms of that. I'd, I'd say like in mute. This is it. I'll, I'll be totally just like open book, transparent. I've seen it a million times. They put together a budget. They do a five song EP. They do the photo shoots, they shoot the video, they do whatever, they go hard, they get teams, they work really hard. They put out five songs and they're not selling out shows across the country and they're not on the radio and they're not. And this goes back to what you were saying. I was like, they actually, I think, stop believing in themselves. And I think that's what it is. And it's, that's really the endurance. It's like, it's like we put out five great, I put out five great songs in a fucking tank. Well, I am an exception. I ended up getting a major label record deal that kind of validated it, but it still didn't work in the marketplace. Um, so I did get lucky. I, I'm very grateful for my, the opportunities that have come my way to validate me. But um, yeah, everyone does that project and they invest really hard in there. You know, they're in the can, 15,000 bucks, 20,000 bucks, whatever. Yeah. I've been there. Um, and I don't think they stick to their guns. And I, th and I think that's so hard because I've been, dude, I, I think like a few months after releasing my EP, I was like, I thought about quitting. I was like, well, these are the best songs ever. So why isn't anyone listening? It's more of like a project oriented thing. However long that takes, they might spend three years making that first project. And then they're like, ah, I got to pivot, got to rethink, you know, or give yeah, up. What's a, uh, cause I feel like in, in the startup world, especially when you're younger, you assume oh, someone started a business or an entrepreneur, they must be rich. They must be doing really well. And oftentimes it's the opposite of that. What, what's like, what's a big misconception people have about artists? Like you, for example, you have a, a big following. Like, are you Taylor Swift? Not no, yet, but like you had over half a billion streams. Like that's insane. That's, that's no joke. For sure. Like um, when people see you, they talk to you when they meet you, are they like, what, are, what's a misconception? Right. They I don't have know if this about is relevant you? to the topic of Marvel, but I love this question. So I'm going to go into it anyway. The biggest misconception is net worth in proportion to fame proportions. Again, that like is it. the biggest one. That is such a fucking wild card that it's like, like, dude, all these like brand new artist awards, whether it's country or rap, maybe not rap actually, because rappers can make a lot of money. Um, but again, and a lot of them are in deals where some other guys making 95% of it. You know what I mean? But I think all those people that are at the award shows doing all those things, records on the radio, but they're not grandfathered in, they're not, they're not set for life. Those people are a negative fucking balance sheet. I could say names, you know what I mean? Like people that are like hot new artists winning awards and it's like, cost $20,000 to get the band on that stage and wardrobe and hair and flight. It's like, this is really fucking expensive. Your balance sheet is really negative. And it's like, yo, they put $200,000 to get you number one on radio and the records only made 250. So, and like, it's like, but you got to follow the money at the end of that. So I think fame is really out of proportion 
to net worth. And there are so many artists right now that may have like multi-million person audiences, but outside of that multi-million person audience, no one knows they fucking exist. So they're not even remotely famous. Having like 5 million people that love you doesn't mean anything in an 8 billion person world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest misconception. Um, there are people that are killing it you've never heard of. There are people that are like, uh, I don't want to get too specific, but like there are legends out there that are struggling. You know what I mean? Like struggling, like doing things they don't want to do to keep up appearances. You know what I mean? Like, to be like I'm this big successful, like I'm talking like top 50 best-selling artists on earth. You'd be mm-hmm. stunned, you know? Well, it makes me think about there's a, there's this company called FanDuel. Have you heard of them? They're like a no. DraftKings and FanDuel. They kind of started the online sports gambling. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so, and I tell the story a lot when I, I teach an entrepreneurship class to small business owners yeah. online, and I share this example a lot because I mean, so they sold the two founders sold their company for over five hundred million dollars. Very nice. We got to become friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd all sign up for that probably. So I always ask, how much money do you think those founders made during that sale? So I'll ask you, how much money do you think they took away from that sale? That five hundred yeah, right, million dollars. Like, million. If they dollars. had you know fifty one percent equity, they did very very well. If they had 0.2 percent equity. I have no idea. A million a pop or I have no, I have no idea. Zero. zero. They had they no made, equity. They made zero and wow. they pursued a lawsuit with their investors. I don't know how it ended up, how it ended up going, but because of how the deals were structured, of course, they made zero dollars from a sale of a company they started and they sold for over $500 million. That's so insane. no, yeah. it's not what you think it is at all. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, not always. And, and that's why you say like, you got to follow the money. You got to figure out what, how these deals are structured, but the reality in, in, the, in the, a lot of these misconceptions, just like for anything, like an industry, I don't know a lot about, let's say construction or art or, I mean, you construction know, can space. be a massive money loser or a massive money maker. It's like with every industry, it's it like down the inside percent really. Right. Um, and the sooner you can learn like how the model and how the game is played, because at the end of the day, Everything is a game. Like life is a game, and just how do you fit in? How do you fit the puzzle pieces to win that game? Whatever winning means to you, whether it's being a successful entrepreneur, right? At the end of the day, yeah, being a great parent, being a great artist, it doesn't matter. Whatever the hell your version of the rise is, which is the whole point of us starting this podcast. The whole point of the podcast in general was everybody wants to go from point A to point B. Everyone's point B is different, but what is the journey to get from point A to point B? Before we close off, I do want to say one. If I everything we said, I loved. I could talk about it and give quotes and cliches for days. Um, you know, like you and I are living proof that you can put in eight million hours and still not be anywhere there. And then two hours later, it's like, wow, those eight million were really worth it. We could talk about that all day. I can confidently say at thirty-one again. Um, some might say I'm an absolute failure. Some might say I'm the most successful person they've met. I have no fucking idea. You know what I mean? Um, it's all, it's all uh, relative. You know, it's all relative. Um, the one thing I will say is definitely when it comes to making music and putting in absurd amounts of hours. I mean, right here, I have six whiteboards full of songs I'm looking at right now. I can't see my hand. Um, it's great. Again, like I, you want to, you want to be at a, you want to envision E and that's how you work backwards and get B, C and D. You know what I mean? But the more you focus on the process and the more you enjoy the process, and the less you think about the product and the outcome, the better life gets. I can swear that's an episode in itself. So everything we said, like take all the inspirational stories, all the blue collar hard work stuff, 
nothing beats enjoying the process. Like nothing remotely beats that. I've definitely learned that in the last year. Like nothing beats it. No, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's true. And it, because I like to speak in more specifics and not just live in woo woo land. Sure. Um, what I, what I want to do is I'll share what the patience has taught me. Like, what do I carry into my business? That is like a core staple of here's what matters most to building, in my opinion, a successful business. And I want to hear your version of it too, for being be an artist. So for me, the, whenever I talk to entrepreneurs, my focus is simple. Business is very straightforward. It's, can you get new customers? Can you keep those customers, keep them happy, keep them paying? And then three, can you build a profitable business? So how do you stay in the bat black? How do you build profit? But get customers, keep customers, focus on profit. You do those three things. I don't care what industry you're in. You can build a successful business. Okay. I think the the equivalent of what you said for being an artist is, okay, the key to success. Okay. Number, okay, we're going to work backwards. Uh, whatever is good for your fans is good for business. That's the number one rule. At the end of the day, whatever is best for your fans is good for business. My lawyer, Charlie, also told me that. There are many short-term things that were good for business, but we're actually bad for the fans. So it was actually bad for business. Um, whatever is good for the fans, it's good for business. What is best for your fans is consistency. And what is the key to consistency? Authenticity. If you're authentic, you can effortlessly be consistent. If you can be consistent, you can constantly get to your fans. And I think that's authenticity is the key to success. Um, authenticity, consistency, feeding the fans. That's my, uh, that's my, <laughs> my three point success story I like it that, that, I like that, that that's, a, that's a good way to wrap it up and, um, unless you got anything else man, I think I'm good call it a day. episode 20 we've hit the big 2-0 I'm excited for 2-1 um, I'll see you next time brother well see you guys